Oh, uh, hey there. Hi, yes, uh, welcome to our podcast. Better, Better... <laughs> uh, no, you can say it. <laughs> Better when awkward. A podcast by us, two childhood best friends who lost touch and have reconnected during a pandemic. I'm Danny. And I'm Jasmine. We talk about all that interests us and all we have learned through life so far. So join us as we laugh, hang out, and stumble to look. <laughs> stumble to navigate life's awkwardness. Finding life to be really better when awkward. We are here. <laughs> I am so excited for today. Me too. I can't wait. As soon as I remembered that this was our topic for today, I was extremely excited. I'm so excited. Uh Harry Potter is going to be awesome. But first off, mm-hmm. how you doing this week? Pretty good, I think. I'm trying to remember what's been going on. Not much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the inauguration oh, happened. Yeah. You just ignore it's it. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess yeah. there's like some good stuff happening, but a lot of it's like not Same very old. actionable things or yeah. not cha- yeah. actually changing things so i'm uh-huh. like do i care that much no <laughs> no <laughs> but sure i guess yeah it's uh, it's exciting to have a, a woman vice president that is exciting although on its own yeah i mean yes yeah representation cool good yeah yeah the specific person regardless of who yes. it was yeah yeah uh, regardless of who it is representation it's very good. cool diversity yes mm-hmm. yeah that's the main point i wanted to get. i have no opinions on her as a person <laughs> well i do purposefully <laughs> purposefully no, because yeah. i know it's a hot topic yeah. i don't have any opinions mm-hmm. um not i don't not live there i don't need to for today though right that is not the discussion for today. Uh, yeah. Today is so much more fun. Much more fun. I hung out with my mom <laughs> yesterday, which was fun too. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I see her she? a few times a week. She's good, just working and stuff. But fun fact, she, well, a lot of times she has these annual meetings that usually take place in Vancouver. Oh. We're not allowed there. So uh, <laughs> they have to move it to, they're moving it to Orlando, Florida. Because their restrictions are super loose there, which... Yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know <laughs> if I want my mom going there. It's not till August, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she's like, oh, I'm going there. I was like, oh, if you have some extra days at the end, I could fly out there and we could go to Harry Potter World because <gasps> she hasn't seen Diagon Alley yet. I haven't either. I'm so jealous. Oh, yeah. I saw it a few years ago with some of my friends when I went, but I'm really excited to go with her just because I know I'm, like, going to spend so much time looking at everything that I didn't get to before, Mm -hmm. so. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited for that. Awesome. Awesome. What about you? That would be cool. I have done nothing. No, I've done (laughs) schoolwork and, uh, uh, you know just trying to get my life back because like I had a month off Mm -hmm. it's really hard to get going again (laughs) when you've had a month off and uh this semester like just my program when it starts it like it starts it's like next day you have a quiz like Mm. you need to be on top of things but uh I'm excited to talk about Harry Potter because it was a quarantine activity for me uh so oh wait what does that mean i reread all of the books oh right right right. yes yes 
Yeah, I reread all of the books. And more than that, I had my brother start rereading all of the books. Mm -hmm. And we had um, book club meetings with each other. That's great. And yeah, we got coffee. Well, I got coffee. He got chocolate milk. And uh, <laughs> and uh, we would go to the park and we'd sit down and we had questions written out for each other. I would write questions for him for his reading and he would write questions for me for uh, to answer about because um, he would read the book after me. Ah. So he he would write questions about uh about the book whatever questions came up for him whatever questions came up and we discussed and it was uh it was really nice that's so really that was cool. it was one of my favorite things mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure from quarantine um and i also got you know to buy a copy of the books and they all have really gorgeous covers mm. uh, as far as artwork are concerned and i'm really happy with them so so you have a fresh take on everything i haven't i hope so yeah i haven't reread the books <laughs> for since i don't know a couple years maybe maybe just one or two but interesting we'll just segue right into our topic yeah. <laughs> um because this is something i wanted to talk about but i in quarantine started reading in a more in-depth and engaged way like mm -hmm learning to read and growing up in the U.S. school system I learned that like it's about speed so whoever can yeah. get done the fastest you're the best reader and 100%. just took yep. that to kept going that way so I wasn't comprehending anything mm -hmm. so I haven't reread the books in this past year since I really started learning Ooh. to comprehend things and read slowly and ask questions and so mm -hmm. i'm very excited to reread the books again whenever i find time to do that yeah but i'm also listening to podcasts where they do do like critical analysis of it which gets me really excited to read them again in that right way too yeah so yeah now I kind of want to reread them again, even though I just reread them a couple months ago. <laughs> Isn't that how we always feel, though? Like, you could always just but, keep reading them over and over. Okay. Connected to that, do you remember my grandfather? We stayed at his house. Mm -hmm. uh, you met my great uncle. Anyway, uh, he has now read the entire series of books 37 times. Oh, my goodness. Is that all he reads? Pretty much what he reads. He just constantly is rereading them. His books are like uh, dilapidated uh -huh. and, and just falling apart. They don't have covers anymore. He's just, he's read them so many times because every, he's like, every time I read them, I find mm -hmm. something new. And I was like, okay, hey, if it's bringing you joy. Oh yeah. 37 <laughs> do, do what times. You want. Wow. 37. Yeah. I had written down 50 because I was just like, I lost count. I don't know how many times he read them. And I was telling my mom the other day and she's like, oh yeah, he said it the other day it was 37 times. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That's... <laughs> There's seven books. And some of them are like 500, 600 pages. Yeah. Like that is. How long has he been reading them since they came out? I'm, I'm guessing pretty soon to after they, they came out, but I would not, I don't know for sure. That's more than like once a year you're reading the whole series. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big fan. He's, he's, yes, he's crazy. And he's never been to any of like the, the Harry Potter world stuff or, or like, I went to the, um, there was some sort of traveling uh, museum or something ah. like that. 
the like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter or something that was like going around. I don't remember when I went, but I do have memories of being there, and I have photographs. I don't remember <laughs> if it was in Chicago or in ah. uh, Toronto though, so I just I couldn't tell you. But I would guess cool. Toronto because I feel like I would, I would guess have Toronto. Heard about it if it were here. Yeah, it was. Uh, I know we were there because my dad bought my grandmother a wand mm. because I think she's also a fan. Not that I've ever talked to her about it, but uh, I assume that he would only buy her a wand if if she knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that'd be about a little books, odd to just get someone a stick and say, "This is a wand." <laughs> you like Harry Potter, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yes. All right, should we start with our houses? Of course, you may go first. Okay. All right, I am Ravenclaw. I'm wearing my Ravenclaw scarf that I'm very proud of. And I could, I'll just say my, my Patronus as well, because those are the two things that are from Potter World. Uh, my Patronus is a fox, and I'm very happy with that. So, well, Did you know you can also get an actual wand? You can see like what you're I do, I do. Unicorn hair core, but I don't remember the rest of it. Well, <laughs> I don't remember any of mine. So. <laughs> uh, all right, well, my house is Hufflepuff. Uh, yeah. I love being a Hufflepuff. Of course, there's much uh, debate mm-hmm. over that. And I think when I first took the quiz, I was like, what? I, I didn't go in expecting to be any house. I had no idea. There was no house that was drawing me closer. I guess I was mm-hmm. maybe a little bit like Harry and that like, not Slytherin, not Slytherin. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I didn't think I'd be Slytherin. I didn't think I'd be Hufflepuff either. But I took it twice, yeah. and alas, mm-hmm. I'm Hufflepuff, and now I'm like, oh yeah, I'm totally Hufflepuff. So that is my house I strongly identify with, and my <laughs> um, Patronus, I don't remember what it was on when I took the quiz, but it was something like an otter or a dog or something like that something adorable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think i'm only saying otter because hermione's is an otter right yeah so i'm thinking yeah. like oh because i identify with her a lot like oh that was mm. uh, but i have no recollection really see you identify with hermione and i'm more like i love Ginny mm. or luna luna maybe too. a mix of the two yeah yeah like a little bit of really strange and weird <laughs> and also just... very much like a tomboy I'd love to say kick ass, but I don't want to be um <laughs> what's the word? Um humble. Oh <laughs> no. Pretentious. So you're saying Ginny is pretty kick ass. Ginny is kick ass. I would say Luna's pretty kick ass too. Oh, for sure. For and sure. And Hermione. I I know. mean, obviously. <laughs> obviously Hermione is kick ass. It's like Ron kick-ass. is not kick ass, but everyone else kind of is. So. Ron is don't yeah. don't try to redeem him. <laughs> Ron is James's favorite character. He strongly identifies with Ron. So interesting. <laughs> yeah, huh. I I'm not sure what that's all about, but uh, that might be a good that... question to ask him next time y'all read it. Yes, I I will. And also, half of the questions I have on my list today are from him ah. because I sat down and I said, "What questions do I need to ask Danny?" when we're talking about Harry Potter and he just bang, bang, boom was coming up with them. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Thank you so much. That's great. 
yeah i'm so i'm excited about that because he thought of questions i never would have thought of so let me know after each question the ones that mm -hmm. he came up with i will I'm very intrigued i definitely now. will yeah i definitely will like uh like um uh oh one of my favorites is your favorite transportation method in the world well i think you could guess what mine is from my answer to the random question last week oh <laughs> <laughs> i but know but like i would also but he thought of that as a question on a broom what broom yes. stick flying broomstick flying would be fun mm -hmm. but he had like port key mm -hmm. and flying car night bus mm -hmm. and like things that i wouldn't have thought of mm -hmm. just because it's like what? you know you have so to... then what is yours <sighs> see i don't have answers necessarily um. to these questions i have to think about it right now but um I think the night bus would be terrifying. Especially if a Death Eater's on there. Yeah. Like yes. being the conductor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'd be very scared to fall off of a broom because mm -hmm. I'm just clumsy. You so, could put a charm on it, though. You know, I think port key. Probably port key. It would be so dizzying. Yeah, but I think out of all of them, it's the least likely to injure me. If you know how to get <laughs> off of it. True. Because <laughs> remember when they first got on it in the fourth book and then they all just slammed to the ground. <laughs> like the diggeries are like floating. <laughs> They're just floating. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Because like night bus, I would fall over. Broom, I would fall off. Mm -hmm. uh, the train I've been on. The train is cool, but it only goes between Hogwarts and... Uh, the, the, yeah uh the flying car i can't drive um, <laughs> <laughs> uh maybe the flu network ah but also like that seems to have a bit of navigation associated with it i could be wrong i feel but... like you just have to think and say where you're going oh consistent oh. thought <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> i don't know if it's consistent or just one time and how long does it take that you have to keep thinking about it? <laughs> yeah, like they never hours. go into detail. Yeah, about that. Four, yeah. What it's if it's like how long does it take you? Yeah, I I don't know. It's also messy. I got asthma. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably not a good one for you. So, I mean, I guess port key yeah. would be the best method for me to get around. But then it's also like time. There's a lot of planning involved in a port key there's too. a lot of planning which i can do you know that's my future job okay. so i i can do planning well i might slam into the ground but i think i'll be okay oh. <laughs> although like what is the point of a port key for adult wizards if you can apparate why use a port key yeah that's true maybe because not all adults can apparate right you have to I guess it's an advanced skill. It is and you have to get like certified to do it. Yeah. Uh yeah, and I guess in any case it's like why would you do anything else if you could just apparate yeah. anywhere? But not everyone can yeah. apparate, I guess. Yeah. I'm assuming I I'd be powerful. And I know they used it in the fourth book as like a bus basically to get to the to mm. the wizard tournament. Ah, uh, yeah. The, uh the triwizard. No, the No, cup. the um Yes. Quidditch World Cup. <laughs> the, the Quidditch World Cup. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, too, that it can be used for, like, undisclosed locations. 
So mm-hmm. the people that set up the port keys probably were the only ones that knew where the cup was being held, right? So that yeah. everybody else just yeah. got to the port key. Yeah, and it was like uh, people, I think, were mostly traveling by port key because it was like you had to register right when you got there or whatever. Mm. Oh, right? and that's an and easy I'm way. So it's an easy way to make sure, like, if you put up an area saying no one can apparate in and out of here, mm-hmm. they all have to go through the registration yes. point. <laughs> if we want to talk about the legislation. <laughs> We're in the ministry. In a fictional world. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, that was a good um, one. So that was that was one of my favorite ones from James. But do you have a do you have a question that you're itching Dying. to ask? Um, this one kind of this is a twofer, and it goes back to the houses. Mm-hmm. But what do you like best about your house? And then is there anything associated with your house that you do not like? Um, I think associated with my house that I don't like is that uh maybe we're a bit pretentious stuck up mm-hmm. because we I was I actually when we started doing like the the house things and and stuff between me and my brother I started like doing a little bit of work into the lore just because mm-hmm. I found it interesting because a lot of people have like opinions on what it actually means to be placed into certain houses mm-hmm. and uh one of the things that I came across was you're placed in a house based off of what you value and not like what attributes you have. So for me, it would be uh, you value intelligence and, uh, you know, problem solving and things like that. So like the characteristics of the house is not like I have these attributes. It's I value Mm. these attributes. But Um, if I could say. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. That for most people, the attributes that we value are ones that we see in ourselves. (laughs) Of course. That we see in ourselves, (laughs) not necessarily that we have. That we have, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also saw a uh, a post that said it said something about um, your house is not uh, X Y Z. It's actually how you approach magic. Hmm. I don't have anyone to credit this idea to um, because I just saw it as like a, a post on Pinterest. So in this case, for me, it would have been you approach magic as an art and something to be studied for its own sake. And I'm like, that's kind of how I approach like science. So Hmm. whereas Gryffindors, they use it as a weapon. Hmm. Um, Slytherins, everything for Slytherin is like around success. So it was like how it can be used to give them more success. Um, And then Hufflepuffs, which is the one I should have remembered. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> knew I my knew house before Hufflepuff. this. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, uh, oh, it was, um, it was. I think Hufflepuffs was something like it's a gift that needs to be protected. But, or no, no, sorry, I got it wrong. Slytherin was magic is a gift that needs to be protected. And Hufflepuff is, magic is uh, a gift that needs to be shared. So that's why Hufflepuffs are like, into like muggle studies and mm-hmm. things like that so ah what did you mean uh, by it's something to study in its own right what does that mean so like you study magic not for the purpose of like using it but because it's such a wonderful artistic thing that you just find interesting mm. you you want to learn more about I it see. yeah yeah what do you know or do you identify with another house like you know how there's quizzes that give you two houses that you are have you ever taken those Mm -hmm. and 
do you yes. agree, yeah. disagree, or who do you identify with secondly? So you're trying to get me to say that I also have been sorted into Hufflepuff? Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so I did, Ravenclaw was the first time that I did it, and then I forgot like the password to Pottermore, and I made another account, and I got Hufflepuff uh, after I read the books again um, this past summer, and I was like, that doesn't feel right. <laughs> and then I remembered the password uh, to the other account and it was like Ravenclaw. I'm like, that makes more sense to me. <laughs> but I, I I do kind of see where like if you're someone who wants to be nice and finds value in building society and, and putting out positive vibes into society, I could see how that's a Hufflepuff kind of thing. And that is great. And I would love to be associated with that. I don't know if I'm nice enough, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, so I guess my secondary house is Hufflepuff. What would your secondary house be? Uh, I've never actually thought of it just because I, like, super strongly identify with Hufflepuff. Sure. Um, and I am sure I've taken a quiz on BuzzFeed or something at Mm -hmm. some point. I want to say that I got, I did not, like, I feel like a Hufflepuff Slytherin, like, doesn't exist. So I'm sure I got, like gryffindor or ravenclaw i don't i honestly couldn't say just because i think i'm like true you're just true true hufflepuff yeah hufflepuff through and through i i read something where hufflepuffs and slytherins would be the best of friends it might be based off of like fantastic beasts Mm -hmm. and that relationship but i don't know why that would be oh i don't know i guess if you take off the like evil association with slytherin Mm -hmm. i guess Actually, I don't know much of the values aside from like cunningness and power. Yeah. I I would like to I would like to say on behalf of most uh, Slytherins, I don't agree with the evil mm-hmm. uh, connotation. Oh yeah, I think that's totally something that the author wrote into the books, and it's the books are written from a child's perspective, so everything exactly. Black and white, so exactly, which by the yeah. way, disclaimer, real quick, we know that there are. A shit ton of problematic things in these books and this like lore because of who the author is uh but we enjoy the world as something completely separate and we're willing to critique those things but this episode here is about yeah. what we love about this world and this lore yeah. so maybe one day we'll do something like that but this episode is not that no this episode is not that at all I, we're not going to get into this. This is a fun episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I but I want to go back to the the um the the fact that the book is written from Harry's perspective mm-hmm. because it wasn't something that I had thought about until I listened to Witch Please. Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was just like, "Wow, that makes so much sense. Like it just puts everything into perspective, but also Harry is probably one of the stupidest <laughs> people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's so dumb." <laughs> Like, just, I've seen, like, compilation videos of, like, 10 minutes of Harry being the dumbest character <laughs> because he's just super oblivious. Yeah. <laughs> he's so oblivious. And it's like, yeah, he's a he's a teenage boy and you, you can't expect too much as far as deep thought and empathy and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. But um, the thing is, though, I feel like we could expect that of people. The author oh, yeah. just makes it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Again, it's still someone else I say, writing it. In reality, though, how often it happens, it rings more true to mm-hmm. uh, the reality of yeah, like the, the life of a teenage boy. Yeah, 
oh my gosh the angst <laughs> book five oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know if you remember book five but getting through it he was so angry mm. all the time <laughs> yeah and it's like dude I mean, a lot of shit happens to this kid, period. Oh, especially for sure. in that book. For sure. There's a ton of, of, you know, trauma and all that stuff. But also, like, it's not addressed at all. Mm. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, very that's true. Like, that's, like, what's going on. It's like, I'm angry. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and I'm just going to be angry. <laughs> it's funny because in, like, Witch Please, or I think probably in House of Black podcasts, too, they talk about how hogwarts and the wizarding world in general just has no like mental health services even though yeah. traumatic shit happens all the time like on the day yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the daily <laughs> like, like kids are getting and blown it's not just up like, yeah and it's not just like a little bit of a little bit of like oh this is kind of bad this is like oh my mother was turned into a horse or something yeah. crazy like <laughs> It's like something completely insane or like Luna's mom was just, oops, blown up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's what? kind of baffling that it's not but, even considered, you know. but I guess it is a, a English author, which I don't think their mental health services are that great over there, but I'm not 100% sure. Definitely not know. in the 90s, <laughs> I'm going to guess. <laughs> That's true. We got to remember the limitations. That a lot of these books were written not in 20... 15 plus yeah. you know mm -hmm. uh I'll, I'll give them that mm -hmm. again not going to go into the into the problematic part and of we this, stop but, there um, <laughs> we're gonna stop there all right um so okay let's rank the books mm. can you rank the books okay so interesting i had like oh what's your favorite book what's your favorite movie and i was like i because when I read them previously, I wasn't, like, deep into them. I don't think they're going to be the same as when I reread them, which, of course, we can come and revisit. Yeah. But if I had to rank my favorite, I think it's seven. Seven. Okay. Because it's, like, super sad and emotional, which is, like, my favorite thing. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. But ask me again once i reread them yeah yeah i would say okay so i'm gonna put my favorite as number six mm -hmm. half blood prince because i like like i don't know relationship things mm -hmm. that's kind of one of my favorite parts and that part and that book is very much like teenagers being teenagers and bouncing around to mm. you know different uh relationships and partners and stuff like that and i th i just find it enjoyable mm -hmm. to see the drama um <laughs> uh and then i'll say my my second favorite is number three prisoner of azkaban's a good one mm -hmm. second favorite is number three i would say i i personally just love um uh serious and lupin as characters mm -hmm. so as like as surrogate father figures kind of I, I just think that whole relationship is really adorable and they just want to love Harry so much, yeah. but they're like, he has no idea who I am. <laughs> so that one, I that one's my second favorite for sure. Yeah. I can't remember the books that well now, just like the ti like the titles. So I know the overall what's happening, but like yeah. details and character stuff, I can't remember too much. Mm -hmm. Uh 
yeah, so I couldn't say I'll, a second. I'll I'll give you that I also have the memory of a sieve, so uh <laughs> so the only reason I remember half of this stuff is because I was watching uh Harry Potter TikToks last night and it just happened to to bring my memory of Refresh. reading the books literally just a couple months ago back to <laughs> what actually happened. Mm -hmm. And I did I did I'll read a book and then I watch the movie and I read a book and I watch the movie and because uh, I like to I love to diagnose the differences mm -hmm. and, and see I like to see it from a, a, a production aspect as like oh they got rid of this because it doesn't make sense in this well how do you feel about the That's fourth just... movie <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> that one's like the worst movie yeah I'm I agree. <laughs> I I agree. It's also maybe the not the worst book, maybe the worst book. No. I still I have a I have a special hate for Chamber of Secrets only because when we were younger and uh my brother still does this, but when he finds a movie he likes, oh. He watches. Yeah, you just had a flashback right there <laughs> to every Disney he, movie imaginable. Yes, when he finds something he loves, he watches it over and over, and he'll take it scene by scene and watch the same scene over and over. And that and that might be you know related to autism and 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 all those types of things. But as as my brother, that's <laughs> annoying. It's just irritating <laughs> because because I've seen that movie in particular five hundred times mm -hmm. um, just by being in a room next yes. to his. <laughs> so I hate that movie only because I'm tired of seeing it, and also snakes, spiders. Um, <laughs> scary Just things general gross things i'm not here for uh and um yeah and also one of my favorite characters is like she's in it but like being she's not featured as she should be yeah yeah exactly exactly it was funny because so. i was i don't remember if this was the witch please podcast or the house of black podcast but they were talking about how why couldn't it have been percy who took Ginny's place in the second book because they were saying that Percy seems to identify with Tom Riddle more just as people and characters where Ginny it's like why do you need mm -hmm. this from this outside source where like mm -hmm. Percy and Tom Riddle were both prefix were both you know thought they were better yeah. than everyone around them and it just right, seemed like right. i was like yeah that's a good point it makes no like why Ginny? so harry can save yeah. her and then at the end they end yeah. up together it seems like that's the only reason yeah i think the only way that it wouldn't work with percy is that he's an older student and he would know that not to uh, touching that maybe don't talk to this book because uh what what was it it was like don't I think at the end of the second book or something like that, Molly and um, Arthur, Arthur, thank you. Molly and Arthur are talking like, how could this happen? We told you that don't trust anything that thinks for itself. Mm. 
And so I think Percy would have been like, whoa, this thing's messed up. I'm going to give this to the head office and not even interact with it. I think that's, that's the only reason point. that it wouldn't have worked mm -hmm. with Percy is it needed to be a naive young Child. kid. Hmm. Oh, okay. I agree, though. <laughs> it would have made it an interesting uh, point. Mm -hmm. But how old is Percy in, in the second book? He's got to be fifth year. What, sixth? No. Fifth year? Six, he's got to be six older because he's a prefect, probably. right? Yeah. Yeah, six or seventh. So he, yeah, he's old enough to know, hey, this book is messed up. <laughs> Let's point. not talk about it. The book would have ended right there. He's been, <laughs> it would have been like, hey, this this diary yeah. is crazy. It'd be interesting yeah. to just know what was going on in her head during the writing yeah. of each book. Why, yeah, why the character? Why'd you choose this? Yeah. Yeah. And the way that they get the book through uh lucius or lucius whatever you want to say if he went and gave the book to percy percy be like oh this is not mine and like yeah. throws it whereas like a little 11 year old is gonna be like oh mom must have put this in my yeah my cauldron mm -hmm. good point that's my good only points. argument i think that's a strong one though fair any anyway that one's my least favorite yeah you know yeah for reasons unrelated to the writing in the book but <laughs> yes and then fourth is like second to least favorite. It's really hard to get through. Yeah, like that movie <laughs> is just on its own as a movie. If mm -hmm. you're taking it mm -hmm. out of the series and just watching it yeah. as its standalone movie, it makes mm -hmm. no sense. Yeah. Like it's just like, what's happened? Oh, okay. But then why? And yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, there's a lot of holes mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I um, can. Yeah, you can. Whatever. <laughs> My sentence disappeared as I was saying it. <laughs> anyway, um, can I just... Uh, I have a question related to the fourth book, uh -huh. and it is from James, and it says, uh, in the Triwizard Tournament, what would be... If you were competing, what would be your best event and what would be your worst event in, in this specific Triwizard Tournament? Okay, tri so there's the... A, the There's dragon, the, the sea, the dragon with the egg, and the maze. The sea and the maze. Yes. Assuming, let's just say that the maze didn't end in the way that it did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and are we talking about book or movie maze? Uh, let's let's do book because the movie. Let's just assume like at all points we're talking about in the book maze. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's assume most of the time we're talking about books. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Unless stated otherwise. Never thought of that. Do you have answers? Yeah, I didn't. I had never thought about that either. And then James comes out of left field with like, hey, Which would <laughs> what would be your at? best event? Mm -hmm. um, I I do have an answer just because I had talked about him, uh, talked about it with him after uh, after he asked that. And I said that the uh, the the underwater the find where you have to go find uh, the second task where... Uh, you have to de decipher the egg and figure out a way to breathe underwater and then go save yeah, the person stolen from you. Uh, that would probably be my best event um, because that involves like research and problem solving mm. and thinking things and not so much thinking on your feet. It's all like pre-planned because mm -hmm. if, if the dragon, I would die. They would it would blow me up. I would <laughs> I would never be able to do that. And then 
The maze requires too much navigation. And as mm. I've said in other podcasts, I have no sense of direction. <laughs> so those are good points. Uh, also, I just like swimming. Uh, was mm. there a clue for the final task hidden in the second task? Um, Similar to the egg? No, right? Uh, I don't think so. Mm-mm. No. So I guess, <laughs> I don't know if this is logical or rational the way I'm going to think about this, but this was my thought. I'm thinking the dragon I'd be best suited for because I'm going to approach it in a totally different way. Sure. And I think it has, it speaks to my Hufflepuffness. But I would try to make friends with the dragon. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So I'd be like, hey, buddy. When you said Hufflepuff, I saw where this was Mm -hmm. going immediately. Because I feel like when I I see angry dogs, I'm Mm going to be like whoa it's all right dude like calm down like we're both just here trying to do things it's not even your real egg like i just need it let me (laughs) just take it and i'll be gone (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe it would work i'm not sure yeah i mean for sure yeah i i would have no way to fight a dragon (laughs) that would not be my (laughs) skill set yeah my go-to would be to not fight though so if it's yeah. like in a, I have to fight, mm-hmm. I'll probably, I don't know, I'll try. Yeah, I think the dragon would be my worst event, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah, that's my only tactic. <laughs> so yeah. when that fails, <laughs> I'm just like, oh shit. Then, then what would you consider your worst event? I was going to say first that like the maze would be my easiest, but mm-hmm. then I thought of the being friends with the dragon. and then uh i'm like not the strongest swimmer but i like swimming and if i was able to breathe breathe underwater like then there's no Mm -hmm. issue so probably the water and then the maze because yeah the navigation thing i'm not great at it it's not that i can't navigate it's that i i just get lost in my own thought and then i end up not where i'm supposed to be and then you end up actually lost (laughs) yeah exactly so it's it's not that i don't know how to get back on track it's that i will get far enough away (laughs) that it's just gonna take you longer (laughs) that is just gonna take me much longer which is not how you win a tournament yeah it has now become (laughs) a rescue mission yeah exactly (laughs) everyone else has end up my sparks like (laughs) like take me out of here so, okay, so we have best book for you is seven. Mm-hmm. Best book for me is six. Mm-hmm. Uh, worst book for me is two. And worst book for you is four. Uh, Would you put four at the bottom? I don't know. I like the Triwizard Tournament, I guess. Yeah. I like at the end when he gives the winnings to the to the twins. Yes. That's heartwarming. Mm-hmm. But that's one page of a <laughs> yeah, right. 600, 400 something page book. I'd say probably two. Two? Yeah. Just because the first one is... is like fine, but it's cool because we're in, we're getting introduced along with him. So that is like a huge redemption for the mm-hmm. book. Yes. And then two is like just the second year. Like you don't know much. There's a lot of stuff with the chamber and, like, the monster in the chamber that's, like, how is this stuff not known? How, like, yeah. how, why is Hagrid getting blamed for this again? <laughs> like, yeah. all this stuff that I'm just, like, this isn't a great story. So are we agreeing that the, the second one is the worst? For now. Again, ask me again. Yes. 
once yes. I reread them. Yeah, you can revel now, okay. but <laughs> who knows about later. Second book is the worst. Would you put four second worst or uh, one as second worst? No, I, I really have a strong liking for the first because of first. Okay. the aforementioned I things. agree. So, so we're pretty close in our rankings here. Yeah. So from bottom up, we have two, four, one. Uh, so I think... I put three higher than you would, I think, because I would go six, three, seven from top to bottom. Yeah, three right now would probably be fourth up from me for me. Mm-hmm. So like in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like when you. I guess I just like when they're older. There's yeah. more happening. There's yeah. There's definitely more happening when they're older. And there's more like sure. wizard world stuff in those books. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That is a good point. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should change my ranking. I just have some sort of like fondness for number three that I can't explain. Mm-hmm. We well, it's a really good book. I think the introduction of Sirius and Lupin and the oh, the mm-hmm. I mean the Marauders in general, yeah, is really intriguing. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about that book where I'm just like, ah, now we're getting to it. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting to the good stuff. Yeah, it all picks up, and then it's like four, and then an we get to number four. <laughs> Yeah, it's just kind of an interruption. <laughs> it could have been different, but it wasn't. Yeah. I would say the end of number four was definitely more, like, it was It was nice to see everyone kind of, like, assemble. Mm. It's like, Avengers assemble. Mm. Like, and everyone get into order has a job. Weeks. And then you get into it, and, and, and then it starts to, like, happen. Mm-hmm. But then it leads into number five, which is also a book that is hard to get through for other reasons other than, it's not boring number four isn't boring it's uh four or five it's just hard to read wait for uh order of the phoenix order okay five yeah yeah it's hard to read number five because he's so angsty and angry and like they he don't... just like does irrational things mm-hmm. oh it's number four where they don't talk much between the friends right because ron's a little pissy yes yes yeah and that's another thing about number four is like you just want them to be friends and they don't talk mm. for like half the book yeah that's, that's just disappointing why... another reason ron sucks <laughs> uh, yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i would argue that there aren't many great male characters mm. for a book that's centered on on males like if you think about it all the female characters are like freaking badass and like so cool, and then all the male characters just have these significant flaws mm-hmm. and kind of just like generic intentional characteristics. What did you say? Yeah, I don't know if that maybe is intentional. Mm-hmm. From I think it's just because of the author's perspective. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who they how they identify, but yeah. It just, yeah, they're but just it... saying like. Oh, and the opposite sex must just always be like this, you know, kind of thing. Like, I guess just write about your own experience. But if you're writing like a whole story with developed characters, you think there'd be more thought into that. There's not a lot as far as male characters where I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're all problematic in some way. Where like McGonagall isn't really written problematic at all. She's just, I mean, Stern is what the harshest stern is not problematic yeah yeah (laughs) stern is not problematic when you're the head of a house and you have a bunch of like rowdy teenagers you need to take care of (laughs) although i can't i could you could say that uh the characterization of 
Trelawney is pretty problematic. True. True. Okay, I'll give you that one. I will give you that one for sure. I mean, I don't think the character themselves is problematic. I think the characterization of them by the author and through Harry's eyes, like everything through Harry's eyes, is problematic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For sure, for sure. I will, yeah. But it's just like... Molly Weasley, love her. Mm-hmm. Ginny, love her. Luna, love her. Hermione, love her. Like, but then also there's like Pansy. Ah, uh, yeah. See, they're forgetful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're forgetful, forgettable. That's what I mean to say. Yeah, they're forgettable. But then like, too, that character's not even developed at all. They're just bad because yeah. they're in Slytherin. Yeah, exactly. Which is a from Harry's perspective mm-hmm. kind of problem, right? So because she probably has you know her life and motivations that we just have <laughs> exactly. no idea, and like it would explain all of her mm-hmm. all of her actions. Yeah, right? it'd be like... cool to like. <laughs> If the books were, I mean, there's definitely fan fictions about all of these, but like if each if each book was written from a different character's perspective, that mm-hmm. would be really cool. Rewritten, yes, from a different perspective, not written originally, because that would be very confusing. Oh yeah, no. But uh, rewritten from a different perspective would be like Hermione Granger be... and the Philosopher's Stone. Hermione yeah. Granger and the Chamber of Secrets. Which would just be a lot of her in the library reading books. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's not about her. <laughs> yeah. But the third book would be really good from her perspective because she has the time turner. Yeah, that would be good. There's got to be a fan fiction out there of that. There's got to be one of that. Yeah. Definitely. Do you ever, 100%. have you ever, do you read fan fictions? I, like, I will, I'll go to Tumblr posts that have been, like, screenshotted and posted to pinterest where they explain their like hot take like Mm -hmm. this is actually what this is and that i will read unabashedly because i'm like yeah that's interesting yeah you thought this through like this is super cool but i don't have the um attention span to (laughs) to sit through uh fan fiction in long long forms Mm -hmm of uh media which is why getting through these books for me even though they're children's books was a bit of an accomplishment because i had like sustained extended sustained sustained (laughs) (laughs) sustained attention uh to one thing for such a long time yeah that was great for me but um i'm guessing you read i don't actually you don't no all right i i have something against it no, I feel like you and I have very similar feelings and actions. So yeah, if there's like something like, oh, uh, Remus and uh, Sirius were dating, um, and then I'll read yeah. that little blurb, I'm like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. But yeah. then there are like, su- there's like whole books that people write based on just that, oh, yeah. and it's so interesting, because mm-hmm. in the House of Black podcast, the host... Jania reads like fan fiction, writes fan fiction, and just in this, like one of the last episodes I listened to, they read their own little fan fiction chapter about uh, that ship, and it was really good. I was like, I want to hear more. (laughs) So yeah, because sometimes it can be like when you have already an established character, why not just put them in different settings Mm -hmm. and and see how they would go i'm all for fan fiction don't get me wrong yeah. i just can't it's get like myself to yeah focus on it yeah i think for me there's oh like it's hard for me to just reread the actual books again because there's like so much else i want to be reading yeah that to also read fan fiction would be a lot of time 
that I want to devote mm-hmm. to other things right now. Exactly. So on this topic, uh, favorite ship. If you had to ship any two characters, whether they actually are in a relationship or mm-hmm. aren't in a relationship, and you just think they should be, do you have one? I'd say that one. Remus and Sirius. Right. Are a pretty good one. Also, I think I always wanted Harry and Hermione together. And I don't know why the fuck she chose Ron. Because he sucks. (laughs) This is just the Ron hate club. Yeah. I mean, I feel like any podcast that talks about Harry Potter is a Ron hate club. Uh, (laughs) Oh, poor guy. Nah, he's kind (laughs) of shitty. But, well, yeah, I feel like... I feel strongly that the only reason Ginny and Harry are together is so that Harry, like, has a family, you know, with his best friend. Because, aside from Ginny having a crush on him, which really, throughout the whole thing, you're made to seem like this crush was established before she knew who he was, before she met him as a person. You know, it's just like, Mm -hmm. oh, Harry Potter, he's so, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, magical. (laughs) and so i just never understood why he was pulled to her and then like in reality when she did know him as a person what pulled her to him and Mm -hmm. i guess yeah it just seemed to make more sense that he would end up with hermione at the end and it seemed like an in like uh i guess like an injustice or like a disservice to the characters that ron and hermione ended up together in my opinion that's fair i i'll I'll give an alternate uh approach to that Mm -hmm. i would say because it's Ginny has a has a like a a kid crush on harry and then she grows up and she's just like that's stupid i'm not gonna do that and then she dates a bunch of other people Mm. and she like joins the quidditch team and she does all that sort of stuff and then harry is just like whoa this girl is really awesome and they spend time together outside of school also Mm -hmm. which i think is um important because they he spends like a summer or something um the burrow at the burrow and that's when he's kind of like wow Mm -hmm. really love spending Mm -hmm. time with this girl she likes quidditch she likes all the stuff that i like because she's tomboy and I think that's why he likes her. And then I think she just always kind of had like this sort of fondness for him, I guess. I think, I don't know. I think love is a strange thing and you don't mm-hmm. uh, you don't get to really know why you like someone sometimes. Yeah, I kind <laughs> but, of forgot uh, that whole time he spent at the burrow. Yeah, yeah. In my like, uh, <laughs> it, it was kind of like a, a slow progression, but I think at the same time, that um, I have read a lot about the, um, not a lot, I've read about uh, how Harry and Hermione's relationship was like always meant to be just like pure, true friendship. And that's what it was kind of supposed to represent because they like, I don't think they really ever fight too much mm-hmm. in in uh, in the book, which is actually something that uh, she might like is like the fact that her and Ron fight, you know? Because sometimes you there's people who are like i like to have a little bit of conflict Mm -hmm. she she seems like the type of person that might like that and also like i think ron is you know a background character enough to be like you do you girl like Mm. (laughs) go up and do that whereas like harry is like i'm the front this is (laughs) i'm very important so having 
Harry and Hermione together both being very powerful in the sense that they're both uh, seen as greater than in mm. by other people mm-hmm. would be kind of a conflict because they both have ambition they're very ambitious whereas Ron's not very ambitious so he can kind of support, support her without having much of his goals I'm reading way too much into this but <laughs> that's the point that's my argument that's, that's good, my argument that's for that one I don't know I just don't like Ron that's fair that's fair having Hermione be your favorite and Ron be your least favorite and having them together can I can see Mm -hmm. how that would be really annoying yeah (laughs) maybe if Cedric didn't die maybe Hermione should have been with Cedric okay we don't know much about Cedric but from the little that we do I think he would be great for her okay because he's a Hufflepuff and he's just like I think I think Hermione is like half Hufflepuff really I don't know why she's a Gryffindor she's probably more Ravenclaw but I think she's half Hufflepuff Hufflepuff uh probably just because I identify with her and I'm a Hufflepuff (laughs) (laughs) so I actually have like a, a thought um that is not mine that I had read somewhere of why Hermione is not um any other house and it has to do with the house discussion we had earlier is uh she values like bravery and things like that over intelligence Mm. and you know that because in the end of the first book um she says like oh yeah i have book smarts and stuff like that but she's Mm. telling harry that he has all these other traits that she She thinks are more important that's yeah so so if if we're going by that kind of way of this is how the houses are determined. Mm-hmm. She would be Gryffindor. a Gryffindor because that's what she values. Right? So. But then I, I, I think of Spew. Mm-hmm. Everything with that's that. Very that's Hufflepuff. very like social justice. So yeah. <laughs> so incredibly Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and she just like, I feel like as, probably as a woman, she brings this like caring and nurturing aspect to their dynamic mm-hmm. yeah that would it not would not have been there otherwise definitely yeah uh, so that, does that come from her being a woman mm-hmm. or does that come from her just as a person this is this is who she is she's just this very caring mm. individual like was she uh brought up in this way to be this way or is she just that way yeah Hmm. i I don't i don't expect an answer that's a good question though i don't know i wish i I had some lore about her past lore yeah but i definitely think the uh the boys would have definitely been dead uh way earlier in the the first book (laughs) (laughs) the first book they would have been dead um (laughs) had she not been in like existing so so i I should say my ship yeah i was just gonna say who's your ship yeah i wouldn't be opposed to harry and luna to be honest Hmm. um that's a common one i think yeah (gasps) i just had a better ship what (laughs) hermione and luna oh but they hate each other no they don't do they (laughs) yeah they do what they totally hate each other that would be that would make for some great sex though probably (laughs) 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 (laughs)
okay. But <laughs> all right. So the only thing is that like they just have completely different worldviews. They're so opposite as humans. Like I don't think they Opposites could be any more like I think that would bring the kind of the element that you're saying that she has with Ron with the like argument. Luna would be like, but yeah. like think about this. And I think Hermione would actually Maybe. think about these things. Maybe. And vice versa. Maybe. I think the only thing is that the the things that they disagree on, they're very hard, fast, mm. steadfast disagreeing. Mm. So like Hermione is very much like, this is fact. And Luna is like, no, nothing is fact. Like, <laughs> their, their, their worldviews are just so uncomplimentary, whereas Ron really doesn't have a worldview, so he can just adopt whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas like Luna is like, I know, my, I know who I am. I know my life. <laughs> that, I feel like that would be really intriguing to Hermione, though. Right. Like, why All would... Right. I don't think she... As much as there might be conflict between her and Ron... If he mm-hmm. doesn't care, then at the end of the day, he's going to be like, all right, yeah. Where I don't think Hermione yeah. would be satisfied with that. She'd be like, no, Fair. no. One of us has to yep. agree with the other one. <laughs> or we <laughs> agree to disagree, not just you don't care. Right. Right. Anyway, sorry right. to interrupt with that. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, in if if we're going to say, like, they don't dislike each other because there is, like, it's part of the books that they don't really like each other. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that Luna doesn't like Hermione. It's Hermione does not like Luna. Um, <laughs> if that wasn't the case, I would agree that their relationship would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. I can see the fan art of it already in oh, my head. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> that would be very interesting. But Harry and Luna think... might be interesting, too. Harry and Luna are adorable. Yeah. Like, just because he she gets him and he just kind of is like, yeah, you just live your life over there and you we can be friends and you're just really nice and sweet and mm-hmm. and I'll be nice to you because there's no reason not to be nice to you. You're nice to me. Mm-hmm. Like they just have a nice sweet calm relationship. Yeah. I just think it's I think that would be interesting too if Hermione and Ron were still together and then it was Harry and Luna together cuz then mm-hmm. you'd still see the dynamic between Hermione and mm-hmm. Luna. When they all got yeah. together. Yeah. Well, you get a little itsy tiny bit of that, but like not 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 enough in the books, I don't mm-hmm. think. That, but it would be cool, too, because like they'd have to get used to each other. They're going to be mm-hmm. around each other. So it's true. That's true. That would be I think I think Hermione does at the end eventually be like, Luna, you're all right. Kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing after I, I can't remember what point in the story it was but i do remember something about that probably after Um, like the fifth book once they go to the department of mysteries yeah Yeah. something something around there i think it's related Mm -hmm. uh okay did you like the ending of the series it's very long but also like she killed off so many characters and some of them still not ron Still not Ron. Gosh, dang it! Why is this kid still alive? It can't kill off one of the main. Sure, you can. Three. You killed Fred. <laughs> Bring Fred back. Yeah, I saw something earlier that was like, "Why did they kill Fred when they could easily have killed Percy and it been like a a dramatic story arc?" Like, or Ron. I came back to my family and then <laughs> died. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah Percy so... dying too. I would have 
felt better about. Yeah, I would have felt better about Percy dying. If she wanted to kill a character that we all loved, though, I think Ron would have been good because it would have still given you that same, like, yeah, we don't like him that much, but we know Harry does. So that's still, like, touching and hard to deal with in that way. I think if Ron died, though, there'd be so much, the ending would have been so different. Mm -hmm. It was like Fred dying is like, I mean, it's different, but it's not really that different. Yeah. There would have been way too much emotional impact to unpack when he's trying to... So give me more books. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> to, I feel please. like it was just like, oh, just okay, grief, like, this that's is the last it. Book? Let's tie it all together with a bow on top, and this is who yeah. died, and don't worry, your same three are yeah. still together, and well. Like... Yeah. I think a lot, a, a lot of different choices could have been made. Could have been Especially made. Especially if they were killed. I think when it comes to children's stories, in spe like specifically, when you end a story with like some sort of heartbreak or or some something where it's like really devastating, it's not as well received as a book. Because, wait, as what? where someone dies it's not as well received as the book as like no the like book that yeah was the book written. isn't as well the book isn't as well received when the main character dies um, Wait, yeah character. it in specifically like children's books mm -hmm. i think there has to be a, an element of like a somewhat happy ending mm -hmm. for for children's books to really be uh popular because mm. like maybe that's not necessarily the truth for certain adult books but i think at least with a, a happy-ish ending, there's a certain amount of satisfaction mm -hmm. that you leave off with. Whereas, like, when you adult things, if you kill if you kill off the main character and you end it, people get really mad, but that also makes them like it more. Whereas kids would just be like, this is horrible. I never want to experience this again. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> they can't process it as well. Yeah. I think that kind of sounds like a scapegoat to me. For, like the author because sure. by the time she's writing the seventh book mm -hmm. there's like you know that everybody in the world is reading this not just children and there's i mean yeah there's a lot of expectation on you but also mm -hmm. you should take that in stride and meaning like this doesn't have to be like every other book it already isn't you know and mm -hmm. i feel like majority of the people who read it are not children and the whole thing of the series is that we grow with Harry. So the mm -hmm. same 11-year-old that picked up the first book is not the 17-year-old that's in the last book. And there's mm -hmm. so much other stuff that's dark and not for children in the last book that that's like... There wasn't You're even right. like an overall story at the end aside from like good always wins. But then it's the whole story you're telling is that it's all black and white anyway. Which yeah. it's not, but yeah, I think she dropped the ball. Fair. I, I do know, because James has told me, that uh, at one point when she was in a bad mood, as he says, she almost killed off Ron. Um, and was going to have Harry and Hermione together in the end. She almost killed off Ron. Um, James is very happy that she didn't. Uh <laughs> Because it's his favorite character, but if if you really want Ron to be dead, <laughs> write a fan fiction. Yeah, I'm sure there is already. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I think I heard that too, actually. It just would have been a more interesting book. Fair. It seems like she didn't want to have to deal with that trauma, you know? It's like there's so much other trauma in this book that you didn't deal with. Like, yeah. don't worry about not yeah. addressing this one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah, he's already lost. Like, how much more can you put on to a, a, mm. a character? Yeah, that's true. Before, before people are just like, stop. Well, also, <laughs> I, a serious shouldn't have died I like ron should have died instead of serious because <laughs> what like i'm sure he wants a father yep. figure and a friend yep. kind of figure more than just a friend yeah who kind of sucks <laughs> and stops talking to you for a whole year yeah you know oh this one is interesting sure uh do you think that the movies will be remade in jk's uh lifetime in her lifetime? Uh, maybe. Because hmm. we're remaking a bunch of movies from the 80s right mm -hmm. now, right? And that was only 40 years, 30 mm -hmm. to 40 years ago. Uh, so with, like, you know, when technology advances and things change, people stop watching older stuff because it, mm -hmm. they, they start seeing the cracks and stuff like that. Um, I could definitely see them being remade because the first two are like really old really old and really like the technology to make them was like really obvious when there's a when there's a cgi or or anything like that mm -hmm. so maybe in her lifetime probably near the end what movie do you wish what movie or book do you wish was written so we could see more of the world like, would you want to read about Grindelwald or oh, okay. um, the Founders or the Marauders more? Definitely the Marauders, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, most of the fan fiction I encounter has to do with the three of them. I saw one last night where uh, <laughs> the it was um, the three of them wanted to take like a marauders family picture mm -hmm. <laughs> and at but as like as the animals all except for lupin because lupin's mm -hmm. a werewolf and so and that would not be good so uh, it's just so the two they of had them? oh no so Peter. yeah so lupin would have to go into the photo studio and be like yeah i want to get a portrait with my pets and uh <laughs> and the pets are like super well behaved <laughs> because <laughs> they're they're animaguses but they're illegal ones right mm -hmm. so they're not registered so <laughs> um <laughs> so and then someone did like a sketch of what that would look like and it was just adorable because <laughs> lupin's just surrounded by his friends Aww. that people think are his pets mm -hmm. and it's just that was great i would love to see a whole series of books just on that mm -hmm. alone but also i know that harry's dad was kind of a a jerk mm -hmm. so maybe not <laughs> yeah so but, what do you uh, think of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? Or is that something that you're happy was made? Or are you like, I'd rather have the Marauders? No, I personally loved the Fantastic Beasts movies. Mm. At least the first one for sure. I love Newt as a character. I think he's adorable. I also just love Eddie Redmayne. So um, <laughs> my dad was watching the second one when I uh, walked into the shop the other day. And it was right at the end. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, click forward 30, 40 seconds, whatever. 
in the end, it's revealed that Credence is uh, a Dumbledore because of the Phoenix. Do you remember? Is Have you not seen the movie? Yeah. What does that mean? Is a Dumbledore? What? Like, that's his, like, he's part of that family. He's part, he's a Dumbledore. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant, like, uh, Elvis. <laughs> like, he is an Elvis Dumbledore. I'm like, what the fuck does no. that mean? <laughs> no, like, Dumbledore like, is so the last name. so Hermione. <laughs> no, Dumbledore he's, is his last name. Uh, so, so uh, I forgot. Uh, Grindelwald gives uh, him a phoenix because every Dumbledore can, like, call on a phoenix or something like that. And uh, I was, like, watching my dad to see if he understood <laughs> over his head. I was like, but this is such a key turning story point thing. in this story. Like, you need to understand this. And he's just like, okay. I'm like, no! That was the whole <laughs> dramatic ending that you just missed. Be more interested! <laughs> I'm like, that was the thing to get from this movie. Because mm. that leads is going to lead into another movie. That's the end of the I first one? That was in the, at, at the end of the second one. Mm. Um, had you asked me if I would prefer the Marauders over Fantastic Beasts before they made it, I probably would have been mm-hmm. said no. But I am in, I do enjoy the fact that it exists. Yeah. And I like it. But I uh, have a theory that... Because okay. to me, like I'm like, who was asking for this story? Like, no one's like, oh yeah, the author of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. That's who I want to know about. It's like this... Newt Scamander's mentioned like twice, three times maybe in the whole series. Like yeah. it was never yeah. someone that I'm like, tell me more. Mm-hmm. So my theory is that when approached by Warner Brothers, probably like, okay, we're ready to do a new movie. Which route are we going to go? And yeah. like of the options, the beasts were the coolest thing that you can do with this new CGI technology, or I don't know what it is, technology. So you're going to make the most money from that. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. that's why I think that was the greenlit project, because if you look at the, like, fanfic world and just the fandom in general, like, no, everybody wants to know about the founders or the marauders Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. more about Dumbledore. Like, there's just a lot of other options that people were asking for. Yeah. I think they still have the potential to be made, and maybe Mm -hmm. that's why we won't get another set of Harry Potter movies. But Mm -hmm. also, the Fantastic Beast story that she was able to write ties in kind of seamlessly into the Harry Potter books. I think it gives a background to the motivations of Dumbledore if anything Mm. like a lot of what happens in the harry potter books is manipulated by dumbledore Mm -hmm. and Mm. you don't always understand because it's from harry's perspective what happens whereas you eventually do in the seventh book get background on on dumbledore there's just like minimal tie-ins i'm not saying that it's like a direct like Mm -hmm. this happened so this Mm -hmm. happened there's certain things that are more tied in than maybe some of the other stories See, I think that the Marauders, like a history of them, which I think would be at school, I think would be really interesting to see their friendship develop and how that went. And then a little bit, yeah, of course, up until uh, Lillian James's death and, you know, the 12 years gap between when they're introduced Mm -hmm. into the story. That seemed to me like would tie in more to the book series than what we have now. I think I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. I Trust me, I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love to have uh, those stories. I would pick those books up probably immediately, especially because I've seen fan fiction 
about uh, them doing the process of becoming animaguses. The, the funniest part of it was you have to keep some sort of leaf in your mouth for a week or something like that. And uh, it was just like a story of them swallowing it or <laughs> spitting it out on accident and like having to start over. <laughs> mm, interesting. That would be really fun to watch because they're just mayhem. Mm -hmm. But who knows? Like maybe there are these huge contract deals that we don't know about. And like this isn't sure. this Fantastic Beast thing supposed to be like five movies or something like that? Probably. It's supposed to be a couple if I'm remembering correctly. And then after that, we could get something like Marauders or Founders thing because I don't know where this whole Fantastic Beast story is going to go anyway. Yeah, for sure. So we don't, we can't say we, yeah, for sure, we don't know. I guess. I think the only reason that we don't have the, uh, the Founders story is because I think it might be so distant mm. from the current story that it would be hard to get people to like, It'd be get, like a broad, it'd have yeah. to be like very specific fandom people are going to watch yeah, this and not exactly. anybody who and, knows of Harry Potter. Yeah, because people who are just liking Harry Potter for the fact that they're like, oh, I like the movies, Harry Potter's good and stuff like that. They're not going to watch something mm -hmm. about deep in the lore. Mm -hmm. Whereas like Fantastic Beasts is like, oh, Dumbledore. I know kind of who Grindelwald is. Like he was in that story. Mm -hmm. The houses there's are the same. There's connections already. Yeah. yeah, there's connections that you can make to be like, this is similar. And also, this, the animals are cute, right? Mm -hmm. The Niffler's adorable. Oh, that was the best part of the movie, I thought. Oh, yeah. The creatures Agreed. were really cool. Yeah, I appreciated cool. seeing them. Um, bringing it back to Animaguses, mm -hmm. one of James's questions was, if you were an Animagus, what would you be? And I made the argument that your Patronus and your Animagus are the same thing. Do we know Sirius's Patronus? Or Lupin's? Lupin's? We don't. Do we? Lupin only ever makes, like, shield Patronuses in the in the mm. films. And I don't think it says. But I know that uh, Harry's dad's Patronus is a stag, and his Animagus was a stag. And that's the Maybe only reason... Maybe James is just unimaginative. <laughs> He's like, maybe oh, James my Patronus is, just... is a stag, so I'll become a stag. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. I thought you meant James as in, like, my brother. Oh, no. I was like, no, Potter. no. <laughs> no, James Potter, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Could be. That's very possible. He seems kind of be, like, the jock kind of yeah. dude bro kind of type. But So yours would be your Patronus, which was? A fox. A fox? I'm not against that. I, I do love foxes, so. Yeah, I'd say my I'd have to go with Sirius and be a dog, a dog. I think. It'd be pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could get away with being a fox and still being around people because people will be like, oh, look a at that. Fox. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, you got to think too, like, do you want yeah. to be able to sneak around mm -hmm. around people? Mm -hmm. Lupin can't do that. No. no one's... Lupin's not an animagus, though. Oh yeah, he's just a werewolf. He doesn't have. He never. He didn't have to they do did that. It, the whole did reason. they do become anime guy for him? Yes, they oh. did it so that they could uh, hang out with him. Right during during that time. Yeah, and I'd also probably... just keep him away from people. Yeah, I feel that I'm strongly identifying with Sirius now because I feel like if I had a friend who was a werewolf, I would take on that role to try mm -hmm. to make sure like they're 
okay and nobody else gets hurt in that situation i have a special love i got for him. hurt yeah i have a special love for sirius he has a he's an interesting character to me yeah yeah i want That's more pro- of sirius we got like yeah, nothing i was so mad <laughs> and they killed him off like that Mistake. was probably the worst death to me. Like, obviously, I hated Dobby dying. I hated Fred dying. I hated Lupin and Tonks dying. But, like, Sirius dying, I was like, no, mm-hmm. not fair. Yeah. <laughs> no. It really... And then, too, he goes into the the little archway or whatever, and then we never learn about what the fuck that thing is. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Is he there? Is he not? Like, yeah. Kid. Like, what is what is what is what is what? With the little bit so, that we get, you'd think that he'd yeah. be on the other side and you could visit mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we've gotten pretty far, and we still got a lot more questions. So what we're gonna do is have a part two for next week that will answer all these other questions in. But for now, we'll wrap up with our random question this week. Okay, I'm ready. And yes, that's coming from me. And that is, what is your favorite dish? My favorite dish is like my favorite food? Or like my yeah. favorite like fully cooked meal? Uh, both. Both, okay. Like Ooh. what's the star of the meal and then what are the accompaniments? I would say like any pasta. Mm-hmm. And I'm on board. But I also love Asian food in general. <laughs> but I'll probably say I'll probably say pasta as like a, a favorite a favorite meal. Any any pasta that just has a ton of stuff in it, I'm I'm gonna eat all of it until I can't eat anymore. So I will say uh, favorite food pasta. pasta, any type of pasta, give it to me. That's what I always order at restaurants. So that that's mm. what I'll that's what I'll say. What is your favorite food? meal uh well my favorite like genre of food what is that called (laughs) yeah genre is the word (laughs) genre is kind of right category okay yeah uh i guess ethnicity i don't know sure (laughs) mexican food is my peak favorite Mm. and my favorite what is tacos Mm. specifically soy riso tacos from trader joe's oh all right they have the best we don't have trader joe's here so i've never uh, had one i'll try to find a good one over there whenever i come yeah make you these tacos okay uh but with a good corn tortilla Mm. some obviously onion and cilantro on top a little lime and Mm -hmm. i'm happy with that Mm. um enchiladas are up there too close second Mexican yeah. food is delicious. I actually ordered a pizza last night, the from Domino's, the taco pizza. It's not as good as the one that I from like uh Happy Joe's, which is this tiny restaurant in uh Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. That and they do like pizzas like that and it's a giant pizza and it has little um corn chip things on top of it and lettuce uh. and like everything like that. It's not as good, but it was a it was a satisfying enough uh closeness to a crunch wrap from taco bell which is what i really wanted but <laughs> good enough good enough <laughs> good enough that's fun that you're still getting dominoes because getting dominoes at your house when we were younger is what solidified my like love for dominoes the hand tossed crust specifically and 
if I were to eat one meal again that wasn't vegan and that was like mm -hmm. I don't know yeah that wasn't vegan it would be just a pepperoni pizza hand tossed pizza from Domino's really oh, yeah. see I don't even remember having Domino's at my house as a kid I just remember Papa John's and how much I hated it because they put all the toppings underneath the cheese and I couldn't pick them oh. off <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> you can make pizza with vegan cheese and it's like and... I've yeah, there's pizzas with yeah. vegan cheese and like vegan toppings that are yeah. fine. Yeah. But it's not nothing like, when I'm like, to... Oh, I want a pizza, I'm not gonna I'm not yeah. thinking of a vegan pizza. I'm thinking of yeah. a non vegan pizza. <laughs> I can imagine. So yeah, it's like not even like pizza mm -hmm. is just out of question now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely Mexican food, tacos specifically, I think. Mm. This whole conversation is just reminding me of the fact that I haven't eaten yet today. <laughs> and I'm like, I know my stomach was growling before. I'm like, I hope that you can't hear that. <laughs> but yeah, I I just say is like from a family that is incredibly white, um <laughs> <laughs> we don't have I I didn't know what spice was until I was way too old. Same. <laughs> So, uh, all of our cooking, I, we are just now starting to cook with, like, more spices than salt and pepper mm -hmm. and, like, Italian seasoning and, My and mom like, simple too. stuff like that. Yeah. Growing it's, up, it was, like, cheese, pasta, mm -hmm, bread, mm -hmm. potatoes. I always liked eating dinner at your house. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You guys always yeah. had, like, bread with oil and a glass of milk. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? And yeah, I don't know why, but every time you had a meal, the that bread and oil and a glass of milk always went really well with whatever we were eating. And it was mm. different from whatever we were eating at my house. So I was just like, this is great. Like, I'm going to eat all this. And I don't drink milk straight ever, but at your house I did. And I was like, this <laughs> is the only time I like this. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like, I, I didn't either unless it was dinner and I had mm -hmm. to. And you had to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's funny. Yeah, because my mom made a lot of pastas because mm. they're so easy. Yeah, they're so and easy. And I'm sure my dad had made a lot of pastas too. Right. Yeah, I always enjoyed whatever my mom made. She's a pretty good cook if you give her a recipe, you know? Yeah. I don't, uh, I have no recollection of what the food actually was. <laughs> I just remember the bread and the oil. And the milk. That's the only part because was that was the part that was bread, good. oil, and Parmesan cheese. Yes, too. And that's that, what it was. Yeah, it was that most mm. of the time. That's an Italian thing, so it yeah. accompanies pasta a lot. So it's yeah. probably pasta, which is probably mm. why I loved eating there because <laughs> yeah. I love pasta. <laughs> so well, thank you tons for listening to us talk at you. We really appreciate you, and we would love any support you can give us. That's right. So if you enjoyed this episode today, please us by either rating and reviewing, subscribing or following, sharing with your friends and family, or giving us money on Patreon. Oh yeah, we'd love your money, actually. <laughs> uh, that link and the links to all our socials will be in the episode notes. That's for when you can't get enough of us. I'm sure that'll happen. Oh, it will. Be sure to tune in in two weeks to listen to us talk at you some more. Thanks for listening. Bye! Bye.